0: Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other host, Brennan McCullough. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right. I actually played some different games this week, so I'm doing better than usual, where I just talk about my disgusting digestive tract.
0: Oh, that's what I was afraid of. But no, we're (laughs) talking about games right off the bat. Uh, Do you want to dive first? I actually have played some games myself, uh, a more recent game, too, that our listeners might be interested in. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, it's actually Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I find, I picked right. it up. Uh, it, I went to Best Buy just because I was thinking as soon as we had talked about it on the last episode and I was like, Oh, that's out now. Uh, I was like, I have to get it. And I remember. On previous episode, I also said, like, oh, the one game that I'm probably going to drop 60 Bones on, uh, like, when it r- launches, would be the Attack on Titan game. Well, here I am dropping $60 on Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided. I'm going to have to maybe rethink, rethink that, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but then again, I'm very happy with the purchase. It's I actually got a Day 1 edition, even though I didn't buy it on Day 1, so that's cool they had some left over. I don't actually think it has anything special other than the case, so I'm like, Whatever. But um, in general, it's it's everything I wanted because it's just the old... It's human revolution, but better. Uh, better graphics, uh, the dialogue and everything just seems like more immersive. I don't know. In general, I'm loving it. And the one thing that I was super concerned about and was really hoping that followed through into this game is the hacking minigame, and it does. And, I mean, honestly, it's like such a essential... Piece to the puzzle of like that world that they've built this like cyberpunk's uh universe, so you have to like hack into all these different computers and like unlock all these doors and shit and hack into uh c- security cameras and shit. But regardless, the hacking mini game is the one thing that I like adore from the Deus Ex uh Human Revolution game, and this one's like just better graphics. Like they made it it look a lot more visually stunning, and they actually added a lot more. ...of the, like, hacking tools, so to speak. I know, like, there's a stop virus and uh, a nuke virus that they all do different things. In the new game, Mankind Divided, there's, like, fucking six or seven new ones that I honestly don't know off the top of my head. But uh, it's just cool how they're adding all sorts of uh, different shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and plus me watching Mr. Robot and different people streaming uh, Deus Ex it's safe to say that I no longer have any idea what hacking actually is because God knows like no movie or game or show ever gets it right.
0: But that's what I mean. I think this, that the, the mini game does a pretty good job uh, at least with the terminology used. Cause like there's all sorts of like different uh, phrases and keywords that they're using that like, it's like, wow, it seems like they know what they're talking about, but the mini game itself, how it directly ties into hacking in a real world setting. I don't think it's very accurate and I don't, Honestly, it probably wouldn't be fun to do that. It's like, oh, you need to know all these different code languages. And like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I I, want, I feel like Mark knows more about it because he's obsessed with the show. But like with Mr. Robot, it's like accurate to how they do it, as in like they're typing in like code and stuff. But it's still like, you know, the show mechanics of like, oh, yeah, I typed in this one line of code and now I took over the FBI's entire like computer system. Like, I'm pretty sure that's impossible, but I don't know. Uh, nearly enough um but yeah i want because people say that they're like i want it to be like realistic hacking or realistic this or realistic that and it's like the reason it's not realistic is because it'd be boring as shit and it would take like hours or something to do so no one wants to do that in a game which is supposed to be entertaining so i really want one game to get it get some task like hacking or something mundane and make it super accurate to like the smallest detail and then people have to play it and be like, is is this what you want? Do you really want this accurate like, dedication to hacking?
0: Yeah, but then the thing about that is if a game like that existed, I bet they'd grow a community of people that are like, this is going to teach you the ropes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, true. It'd be like the, what is it, Rocksmith, but for hacking. Like yeah, exactly. People would be
0: you. like, oh, this is exactly where you need to start if you're if you want to get serious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And there's that one game that, you thought was a nightmare and Basta actually kind of liked. And it was a lot of like micromanaging or like processing stuff. And I feel like it'd be on par with that. There'd be some group of people that absolutely would love that if it was like a very tedious game. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But that's what makes games, games, they're entertaining. They can't be tedious and boring and drawn out.
0: Well, and that's, honestly, I'm super entertained with Mankind Divided, uh, more so than I was with Human Revolution. I'll go ahead and say that. The quests and, like, little side missions and shit that I'm doing are so exciting, and, like, I'm just loving every second of it. It's basically, like, an Elder Scrolls kind of feel to a game of, like, it's semi-open world but it's obviously, like, a much more, like, technologically advanced setting, um, a sci-fi mm-hmm. with uh, augmentations and you're, like, the cyborgs, and it's really cool. So, listener, check that shit out. I <laughs> highly recommend it
1: does adam jensen keep saying i never asked for this like every five minutes
0: he definitely still maintain. i think they got the same exact voice actor so yeah he does sound very adam jensen still so if you're not into i that's the thing like i don't really care for his character but he's just like then again he's just supposed to be like the rough voice uh like i'm a badass and like i'm not trying to be but like he is trying to be
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely you have sunglasses bolted onto your skull yeah exactly built
0: into your fucking facial structure like it's unbelievable like it is kind of corny it's and that's what I mean as I was checking out at Best Buy the the lady there she was like oh a huge gamer and she's like yeah tell me about something like once you get to the bank this is gonna happen I'm like hey spoilers but <laughs> but no Whoa, in general, bitch stop oh, but, but no and she was just like it still got like the corny dialogue and everything you loved from the old game so that's good and by the old game I'm assuming she at human revolution that even though that's not that old but it's the one prior to this
1: yeah and the old one is the one that was prior to that which was like 97 or something
0: yeah and i even i i love the franchise i'm not gonna play that
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that there's a mod that actually tries to bring it like up to date like so it is kind of playable relative to new games and okay. i heard it's like really straining on the computer and stuff like it's really hard to play like And not because of the gameplay, but because of how much effort it takes to run the program with so much updates and stuff. So if you can find it out there, like, beware, it might be really demanding on your computer.
0: Well, not in, like, a realm of spoilers. I only heard this, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I think Human Revolution and Mankind Divided are actually prequels to that game.
1: It might be. I've only played Human Revolution, so I know really nothing about the, like, franchise and storylines. Fuck, Human Revolution, I don't understand anything that happened. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, no, that game was kind of complicated and I'm definitely getting the same vibe for this. I'm gonna have to like pay the fuck attention. I'm just more or less having fun going on stealthy missions and like upgrading my shit.
1: Yeah, I saw someone stream it and in the beginning there's like a little intro to kind of like bring you up the speed. Like, hey, if you didn't play Human Revolution, here's what you missed. And the person playing it didn't play it. So they were super confused. But as someone who did play Human Revolution, I was super confused. I was like, God, I don't remember any of this
0: yeah no Well, that's I, a nice thing they gave you a 12 minute recap at the beginning of the game and i was like fuck yeah
1: i don't think i'm i'm not sure if that helped anyone because like i said someone who played it was confused and someone who didn't play it was confused but that maybe because i just wasn't that into it. like i enjoyed human revolution it was like a solid game in every aspect i just didn't really get sucked into that world
0: yeah okay i did i really did i was the complete opposite i loved the hacking game enough like i was like uh what what am i thinking of tetra master level like obsession
1: (laughs) i remember getting the like conversation perk as soon as i could in that game because if you can get it always go for more conversation stuff because that can lead into other things in every game that's like the one thing you do yeah And, you know, instead of fighting someone, you can sometimes talk your way out of it or talking to a regular person, they might give you bonus stuff depending on the conversation choice. So I always go that route. And I felt like it was a little too overpowered because I kind of like breezed through every conversation because I knew exactly which choice to pick. But I mean, still a solid game. I just wish you could punch through walls and like choke people out more because in Human Revolution, there's only like five times you could ever do that.
0: Yeah, I feel like in this game you start out with all of your augmentations, and then it's shortly later taken away from you, and it's uh, like fuck. Yeah. One of yeah. those. Yep. Oh. Uh, so but- I was able to enjoy some of the ones I wouldn't have been able to right off the bat.
1: Hmm. I did hear like you know, it might be a rumor. I'm not exactly sure. I heard this all secondhandedly, but I heard the reason Adam Jensen's voice is like that is because they put all of their money into like building the game, and then they did really didn't have a budget to hire a proper voice actor. So it's like one of the developers who did the voice or something like it was someone <laughs> already on the team that already wow. on it to do the voice. Which That's really I mean, interesting. I'm fine with that. He had a very unique voice and I don't think it needed to be like someone super famous and you would save that budget to put it back into the game. Like I'm entirely OK with that.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely think the guy does a decent job.
1: Uh Anything else you've been playing?
0: Uh, yeah, other than that, I've been playing, uh, Peggle Blast on my phone, and I'm actually a, a huge Peggle fanatic. I'm not sure if we really talked about it much on the podcast, but... Oh, yes, we have. Okay, Because we
1: did, what's that I think Paggle was one of the first what's that oh. sound that got me super pissed.
0: Wait, it, was, it wasn't what that sound, it no. was ten questions. Ten
1: questions, yeah. Yeah,
0: even still. Um, but I, I've adored Peggle since, like, it's probably going on a decade now, and it's just, like, one of the best, like, casual puzzle games that I just can play whenever and it just puts a smile on your face. Cause it's like a self-esteem booster. Cause like, you don't even have to, (laughs) you literally don't even have to be good at video games and you just like click and point and shoot a ball. And then all of a sudden you have like half a million points. It's like, way to go. And it's like, fuck yeah. So like, there's no, like, skill required at all but I mean there really is towards the end especially after playing it for so many years and like you'd kind of develop a skill like you could like constantly like shoot it to like get the ball in the free bucket and like do all sorts of things but regardless uh Peggle Blast is now Peggle for mobile devices my girlfriend's got it on her tablet Uh I do recommend it for a tablet because it's just such a bigger screen but in general if you do want to play it on your phone you can and that's honestly a dream come true for me because I always thought to myself like In the mobile gaming department, Peggle's a perfect game for that. So I'm glad, Uh, I guess it's not, Uh, PopCap is who's responsible. I'm glad they got on board and figured that out. But here's where I'm going with this. Peggle Blast is like, almost like, I feel like who's responsible for the art. They did things a little differently as far as like the character art. Like, A, they added new characters, which I'm fine with. Like, I always like new characters. But then some of the existing characters, the way they drew them is like, just disturbing to me. I'm like, oh, these, like, uh, fucking the guy who does multiball i can't think of his name somebody lightning like jimmy lightning or something he, <laughs> he, he, he jimmy he, lightning he, he, i got he, a sweet new honda stuff for you yeah, jimmy lightning's uh like a gopher or like a beaver or something and he's like this goofy looking dude who's uh, got the power up of multiball and they made him like super fat looking and like really creepy and i'm just like not okay with that because originally he was like a badass but then anyway <laughs> and then there's a unicorn he was called a
1: badass no one has ever said that about peggle
0: <laughs> yes it was because uh and I, I didn't get far enough into the game because there's all these new characters like they threw a this octopus lady this like new bird guy in there um, but I'm trying to find if they still have uh the the pumpkin head the the guy who's spooky ball because that was my favorite power up in all of the Peggle franchise spooky, spooky ball is what's ball. fucking good because it goes through the bottom of the screen and then it comes through the top again it's like basically like shooting twice in one shot it's pretty excellent. But uh, in general, I'm just kind of annoyed at the way they drew some of the existing characters. And then they also just, like, I feel like they added too many features in one game. If you want to add a bunch of features, like, sprinkle it out uh, over the course of various games. But, like, not just, like, throw, like, 50 new things into, like, one game. So, like, now all of a sudden there's bombs. Now all of a sudden there's ink that can be on the pegs you're trying to shoot. So you have to hit uh, an inked peg to knock the ink off of it and then hit that peg. So it's like they're adding all these weird little dynamics that I'm just like, oh, guys, why can't you just stick to the basics of the game of Peggle, which is a challenging enough thing, instead of, like, throwing all this bullshit at me. But in general, I still think it's awesome and fun. It's fucking free. But another thing that's annoying is you only have a certain amount of lives. So let's say you log in and it's like, oh, you got five lives. And you just, like, fucking waste all five of them on a level because you're screwing up uh then you have to wait like 6 hours to get lives again or something it's like crazy so I, that's kind of annoying to me cuz when i would sit down to Poly Peggle it was like i could do this unlimitedly and the main feature of Peggle that i uh, like was obsessed about was the fact that you could replay your shots or like save instant replays and be like that one was specifically fucking nuts that's not a thing on the mobile device which i guess makes sense but it's also like come on guys like maybe instead of throwing all this other extra bullshit in you could have focused on like a main point of your game.
1: I just I I'm looking at the characters. There's definitely an art style change, but I think you might be one of the few people on the planet that care because like you said, it is a casual puzzle game. Like
0: I just been with it for so long (laughs) that it's just like it's got a special place in my heart. I'm like, you guys are like you can't draw Jimmy Lightning like that. Are you fucking kidding kidding me?
1: My favorite part is looking it up. Yes, that in fact is. I guess he's a gopher. His name is Jimmy Lightning, and it's just that's the dumbest name for a
0: gopher <laughs> I've ever. Dude, and the original Jimmy Lightning, when you would do his cool shit, his like little thing he'd pop up and he'd be like mad skills, and it's like I don't know, I love that motherfucker. <laughs> and Why that, yeah. would he
1: be named Jimmy
0: Lightning? He's a gopher. Why? I have no idea, but yeah. And then his power up was multi ball, <laughs> so like if he hit the green peg, it'd turn into like three different uh, balls. It's so cool. But uh, Peggle Blast, check it out if you're into it. They're trying to do, like... And another thing is, like, since I said uh, every six hours you get lives, I think they have, like, a built-in mechanic, so it's, like, you can pay to play, to play more. And it's like, fuck that.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, since it is a casual game, I think you're the only... Like, I know it holds a special place for you, but I think you're the only one who might have noticed or is annoyed by the artistic change. I think everyone else is like, yeah, it's probably a different studio. Whatever. It's still the same game. Yeah. I don't like... Who is this guy? This other, like, crazy unicorn that's got an eye patch and, like, a goatee? Yeah, so
0: that's what I mean. They're throwing all this other bullshit in, so it's like, oh, I'm Bajorn's like, evil boss brother or something. I don't know if that's the actual, like, re- relation between them, but he's, like, basically like, oh, and I'm gonna Nord- make things harder as you play the game, and it's like, great, thanks.
1: He <laughs> looks like he's gonna try to fuck your sister or something. Like, I don't... I don't want him near my family. He looks... De- like, not, like, sinister, like, Snidely Whiplash, like, gonna tie it to railroad tracks, but, like, he looks like a gigolo or something. He's just going to, like, fuck his way through the countryside and just ruin everybody.
0: Oh, my God. And I just remembered some of my favorite characters, and I've yet to find them in in Blast yet. But Splork, he had an amazing uh, power-up and Claude.
1: So many weird <laughs> Why isn't it just, like, Steve the Unicorn?
0: Like... No, Claude was a crab, and he was so cool. Like, he had this uh, power-up where, like, you have these little claws that would, like, shoot the ball back up
1: so weird. Uh,
0: I love Peggle. Check it out, listener. <laughs> Peggle Blast. I guess, Bran, you can tell us about the games you've been playing. Those are the main ones I've played.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, let's see. I have stepped away from Overwatch, so I haven't even really touched that in a while. Um, Though I keep bringing it up to remind you guys how much I'm not playing it. <laughs> 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 I've noticed I keep doing that. Um, I've played a game called Window Frame. And, crap, I forget his name. I'll try and find it. Um, but it's a really cool game made from a uh, Game Jam guy who I've played a lot of his games before because his are usually amazing. And I want to get him on the podcast, but he's in Australia. So the time difference would be like 14 hours or something. Oh, great. So it'd kill us. Uh, Daniel Linson, L I N S S E N, he makes amazing games. Like every game I play by him is great. Nice. And I've, I. Of course, I'm forgetting the other games, like, so but I recommend them all, like, whatever other game it is, I recommend it. Um, they're solid, but window frame is a little platformer and it's plays around with the actual window frame of the program running. So you play as just a little dude. You're hunting vampires. That's about as much story as you're going to get. Like, it's really bare bones plot wise, but you get six stakes that you can shoot. And when you shoot the stake, It'll kill any enemy it hits, but then it'll also lock one side of the window frame. And then you can move it closer to you. So that way you can alter the little square that you play in. You only have a certain square that you can see, and it moves with you as you move. Okay. So you want to lock it in, say, if you get to a wall, but there's a big open side on the right side of the wall, but you have to get up to the left side of the wall. So you would shoot a stake in the on the right side of the screen lock that wall or lock that screen side and move it closer to you. So that way you can triangle jump like back and forth up the wall and get to the top of like the door or whatever. Oh, wow. So it really plays around with the different like scope of the window framing. You can lock one side of it and then run to the other side and then lock that side. So you can see the whole map. Um, You can't move it further away. You can only move it closer to you. So if you mess up, you have to reset all your uh, stakes, which sucks because you can't do it individually. It's either all or, none of your stakes so you have to make sure you get it right it's really challenging like there are some that were driving me nuts (laughs) but um the battles are really cool and it's very innovative game for the life of me i cannot beat the last boss like i heard someone say like once you figure out the pattern he's really easy i'm like cool that's super condescending because i can't fucking figure it out (laughs) and i mean i know how to do it but it's, it's a bullet hell where he just starts shooting at you, and you have like a li- a, you know two spikes on the ground you have to avoid, and then with each wave, he sends out a little bat to throw you off more. And the problem is, you beat six, uh, I think six, yeah, six vampires, and each time you kill a vampire, like a mini-boss, it takes away one of the stakes you have. So the final boss, you're fighting him with one weapon. So it's quite literally like you start off super powerful in the beginning of the game, and then you get weaker as the game goes on. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... I just, you're probably, like, a total of, like, 20 pixels, if that, your character. But I feel like I'm the size of a whale, like, because I get hit by (laughs) everything. And it's probably just me not being good, but it's really fun, and it's free. Uh, I got it from, like, uh, he's got, like, an itch.io. uh, He does a lot of stuff there, because he's part of the Game Jam community and stuff. Sweet. But, yeah, look him up. Look up all of his games. They're all awesome. The dude's amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to give this a try. That sounds fucking rad.
1: And, uh, for me, if you get to like a really hard level that you can't get past, if you hold down the P key, you can just skip that level. So you don't have to fight, you don't have to play through every single level over again if you close the program and start it back up again.
0: Oh, that's so handy.
1: Yeah, that's really helpful, especially if you're like on the last boss like I am.
0: God, if only every puzzle game did that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I, it might just be because it's the last one and I can't skip it, but I think you can only skip them once you beat it.
0: Ooh, that's even better. That's intuitive.
1: That would be ideal, but don't quote me on that. You might be able to just skip through the whole thing. But then what's the point of the game?
0: Yeah, fuck. Uh,
1: what else? Hue is another game I've been playing. It's H, H-U-E? Yeah. Paint Hue. Okay. And it's another platformer, cause those are apparently very easy to make. Um, and it's just came out pretty recently as to this recording. Um, I saw the developer of it doing like a little AMA on Reddit and it caught my interest. It's going to fit right into your, uh, was it silhouette fetish?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Love it.
1: It's a 2D platformer, side scroller, like Limbo. You play as a little kid trying to find his mom after she disappeared because she invented this like color changing ring that can alter. It's essentially the color of the background. And she's somehow disappeared. Like, by using the ring, something went wrong and she's now like invisible and can't interact with you. So you have to go collect all the pieces to the ring and then use those different colors to change the puzzles. So like, one of the puzzles is like there's a bunch of red spikes on the ground and a bunch of, and a yellow laser going across you. So you have to turn the background yellow so all the the yellow laser disappears and then jump in midair Change it like blue so a platform appears. Wow. And then jump back off and then change it red so the spikes disappear. So you have to, like so it's not just like changing it for one level. You have to quick change in quick succession. Like platformers will fall down on top of you. And you have to keep them one color above you and then change it like halfway through to the fall before it lands on you. Yeah. Then jump above the platform and change it back so you can land on top of it.
0: Yeah, it's like on demand, like dynamically using the colors to your advantage as you progress through a level. That is crazy cool. I love that mechanic.
1: Yeah, yeah it's quick changing on the colors, so it's it's not as slow as I thought it would be. And it recommends it using it with a controller. I beat the whole thing with a mouse and keyboard. It, I don't know how. I assuming it plays better with the controller because it recommends it. But it's entirely keyboard and mouse playable. Like the no worries there.
0: Um, how long is it? Would you say?
1: I got. Uh, I think maybe about four to five hours in it. Okay. To be.
0: That's pretty, that's what I would expect. And that's great.
1: Yeah. It's uh 14 or $15 total. It's 20% on sale right now, I think because it's new and they're doing like a promo. Um, it's, I highly recommend it. It's very enjoyable. Uh, definitely got my money's worth.
0: Oh, it looks so unique. I'm very intrigued. Um, I, although yeah. I, I am colorblind when it comes to blues and purples. Do you think that's going to be an issue?
1: No, because this game also offers a colorblind mode. So oh, fuck So each yeah. color it has a, in the colorblind mode, each color will have a symbol associated with it. So eventually, you'll just have to you'll figure out the different symbols. But uh even for me, someone who's not colorblind, I had a little bit of trouble with the yellow and the orange. They kind of blend it together depending on the scenes. Okay. Um. But yeah, there's a. It's real fun. I think it's what eight colors or yeah, eight color differences. So you play around with a lot. It's really cool. There's not like a ton of story. Like it's pretty straightforward. And then there's I think 28 little collectible flask you can pick up if you want to be like the 100 percenter. And I I maybe found like eight of them. Like they're really hidden. And I I was looking for a fair bit of them. Uh, but goddamn, some of the puzzles would drive me insane. I would like pulling my hair out. Like I can't. This is impossible. I can't figure. And then I walk away and come back and be like holy shit I'm an idiot yeah like, it's one of those like you so saw obvious.
0: in a minute then and you're like oh why didn't I see this uh, yeah I hate so that the,
1: there's a few that really took me a while but it's it's great I really enjoy it and I hope the game does well for the guy yeah I think this is the first one yeah I think this is the first by the developer and uh, uh the publisher's got a bunch so yeah it's the first game by like the developer fiddlesticks
0: so nice. hopefully yeah. it does well promising title in general looks really good i'm gonna have to give this a a go i i love the premise i think it's fresh and unique and really cool thought
1: yeah definitely put it on your like watch list if it goes on sale and if it's like hey it's below 10 bucks it's definitely worth that
0: and bonus points for silhouette fetish and bonus points for colorblind people like me because like that the only other game that i ever played that had colorblind mode was peggle go figure but other than that, there is something I forgot to mention when I was talking about games I was playing. I did get around to being the beating the game Bound. Uh, it was pretty interesting how things wrapped up. <laughs> so I didn't see it coming at all because, like, I remember I was telling you, I'm like, oh, so, like, half the game, you're, like, a pregnant lady on a beach, like, going from seat to seat. Like, you'll sit on, like, a, a beach chair, and then you'll, like, sit, like, on some steps or something, or, like, a bench. And then... In between those moments, you're like looking at a journal, and it's like this art on a journal page. And she, I guess, like as she looks into it, she like kind of daydreams, and she's in this like psychedelic dream world where all like the pulsating, like crazy shits going on. Um, and you're dancing around, avoiding enemies. But So the game in general, like I said, I thought the dance mechanic wasn't necessarily necessary, but I I found the game to just be a really good experience. The ending was kind of cool, especially because I didn't see it coming, so listener, if you don't want it spoiled, I'm probably just going to talk about it right now, so you might want to skip ahead like 30 seconds, but... What the game, the whole premise of the game is you're watching this pregnant woman. I'm like, what does she have to do with anything in this like weird, like psychedelic, trippy world? The point is, you're like, oh, and while you're in the psychedelic world, there's like these weird moments where you're unveiling like these past memories of like these, like this younger uh, girl and her brother and like a mom and a dad. And it's always like a memory of like the dad leaving or something. So I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with something? And then all of a sudden, it, it I pieced it all together cuz it was the very end of the game but you're at the beach by your dad's house and you're an old you're an older woman now and you're pregnant and you want to confront the dad who left you and uh, and basically the the point the game ends with you as that lady at his doorstep you you have the option to ring the doorbell or get in get in a car and leave and I rang the doorbell, and that's how I ended the game, so in general, and it, it that's and then credits kind of roll, so mm-hmm. it's interesting, and i I like like how deep it is and like a unique experience it is, and I didn't see that coming at all, but also i th- it, I almost wanted the psychedelic world to be like a real place, and that character to be like the kingdom of that land, not just like this lady's like mental Escapist fantasy exactly, so yeah uh. I don't get me wrong. I like the game a lot, and I I thought it was visually stunning. I'm most definitely going to revisit and replay it. I know I will, like probably a year from now, and be like, "Wow, that was a hell of a, a game." But overall, th- I did have like minor issues.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I as soon as you told me like the ending's weird, and I thought like you told me about the pregnant lady, I was like, "I no, I can't." I th- pregnancy has been used as like a weird plot twisting like mechanic in too many games and in too many stories like it always i'm always immediately unsettled and assume the worst if i ever see like a pregnant woman in a story
0: oh god just like that game I'll, i sent you
1: yes <laughs> it, because of that game you sent me it has forever ruined pregnancy for, uh,
0: you know? there we like,
1: go. i'm like it's gonna be some and i watch way too much like law and order svu so when you're like oh yeah like you know once again if you're still don't want to hear the ending it's like oh the pregnant lady walks up to her dad's house i was like oh no he's gonna actually turn out to be the father of the baby and it was this <laughs> weird like r- incestual molestation or something. like oh no it's gonna be terrible and it's like and then she like brings the door. i was like oh thank christ like oh, <laughs> i was so worried because i assumed this weird messed up thing oh god don't don't watch this for you late at night guys it it'll mess with your head
0: yeah no i don't doubt that for a second but no it, it i don't know interesting game <laughs> at the very yeah. least to say the least yes
1: Uh, though game related, even though not an actual game, um, years ago, I played the Telltale series, The Wolf Among Us. And it was a pre, it was a prequel to the Fables comic book series. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's an idea that all the fables and storybooks and like fairy tales all are actual like creatures. And some big like catastrophe happens that forces them all to leave their homelands and they flee into our world. And they all live in this weird, like, apartment complex in New York. Like, Beauty and the Beast, The Big Bad Wolf, Snow White, uh, Hansel and Gretel, like, and all the fairy tales and, like, different mythos and all that stuff, they're all real and living in this apartment thing outside of their homelands. And The Wolf Among Us is a great game. That's back when Telltale was still, like, a small team, everyone focusing on one game at a time instead of being spread too thin. Yeah. So I... I highly recommend that, and it's a prequel to the comic book series, so you can go in blind. Like, you don't have to have read anything about it like I did. And it's very enjoyable. And I've since found a website that has a bunch of comics, like so many, and it doesn't seem super illegal or like torrenty. And <laughs> I don't know how, like, it seems like a legit website, but there's like a lot of comics there. So I read like a bunch of Captain Marvel, I read the Civil War comics, I read Civil War 2. And now I'm burning my way through the fable series. I think I'm on issue like seventy-five out of like 150. Oh wow. Yeah, it's they're good. They're solid. Um and I would love I would love to pay back the artist and the companies like for making all this stuff,
0: but I would be poor. So Oh, uh, you bastard. No, I'm kidding. That's what I was just <laughs> gonna say. I I have actually been reading a lot of graphic novels lately, and the way I've been accessing them is actually purchasing them. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, like- it's nice to like build a, a physical collection, especially ones that I really care about. I've been diving back into low and saga and oh my God, I can't recommend either enough. Like I just finished volume two of saga today Mm -hmm. and volume two of low uh, a couple days ago. And I think volume three of low is coming out late October this year. So I'm, freaking the fuck out. I can't wait for that, because that is, like, the story of people living in the ocean, because the sun's expanding to, in, like, the far future, the sun's expand so much that, like, Earth isn't inhabitable, so they have to live in the ocean, and, like, there's, like, the air they breathe under the ocean has been recycled so much that it's toxic, and they sent out probes, like, millennia ago, trying to find another ha- habitable planet, and then all of a sudden, one returns to Earth, and, like, nobody, everyone in the bottom of the ocean's like, oh, there's no hope for mankind, we're all running out of air, it's toxic, we're all gonna die and then this one lady's like but there's a probe that landed on the surface and they haven't seen the surface in like fucking centuries so she and her son are on our way to go to the surface to get the probe that has information about a habitable planet and it's like what a crazy concept and it's all about her like maintaining this hope but it gets so dramatic and insane like i love the fucking series i'm so excited for that and then saga fucking like so good like it's like basically space romeo and juliet and it's amazing
1: exactly and that's what i mean like the new issue of saga came out and this website had it and i will not say it just in case it is shady and i don't want it to be shut down because because i read a bunch of the saga that i missed um
0: just email us we'll send you a link (laughs) no i'm carrying this to my
1: okay never mind anyone
0: all right that's no you're right you don't want this source going up in smoke
1: no, And it's weird because, like, I, I'm enjoying reading comics again because I've put myself through so much fucking shitty manga oh, of Naruto Bleach. and Bleach. Yeah. Like, just so much. Like, so it's weird to, like, enjoy a comic again. Yeah, welcome
0: to the good stuff again. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. my God.
1: It's uh, great. But yeah, so Fable series, I highly recommend. And I've said this before, like, if I bless the internet because if I had to um, for, uh, you know pay for all the stuff I've enjoyed over the years, I would be. And like millions of dollars of debt because of how expensive stuff is. Like I would love to buy the, you know, Spider-Man uh, comic books, but every other page is an ad. So I'm paying like eight dollars for a comic that's only has like eight pages worth of actual story and the rest are ads and stuff. So like it's, it, it sucks because some of the corporate stuff and the ads have to like keep it going to pay for the comics itself, but they also kind of lower the quality overall. So like, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like
0: I feel like the way you read comics is like you go, not physically, but you go into a comic store, read all the comics and leave without paying.
1: <laughs> that That's what the equivalent is. Yeah. And like, if there was a way to give back to everyone who worked on the comics, like I understand that the huge corporate intra- infrastructure are the ones who distribute it. And that's how it gets to all the stores and stuff. But because of the internet, you no longer have to do that. You can just put it up on a site and everyone can read it. So arguably it doesn't need the huge corporate people to distribute it. And the corporation also, you know, pays the artists and stuff to draw and write and all that. So, you still need them. But, like, I wish there was a way to just give back to the people directly. Like, and I know buying the merchandise helps and stuff because Young Justice was canceled because no one bought the merchandise. Um, But, like, I just, I mean, I love the stuff and I would like to give back to them. But, like, I can't afford (laughs) to enjoy the media I have without being, like, in millions of dollars of debt. Which I already am because I went to college and made that poor choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Ameri- we, we American all
1: education did. system. Oh, but speaking of Saga and Telltale Games, in an interview with Brian Vaughn, the I believe he's the writer. I don't think he's a director, but he's the, like the creator of Saga. He said he wants it strictly to be a comic book. He's not going to make it into a movie. He's not going to make it into a TV series or any of that crap. He said the one thing he would do though is make it into a video game with Telltale. Or tell tale tale tell
0: yeah well, you know that'd be amazing actually yeah I, uh, but it's almost a shame because like yeah Hollywood could make something amazing out of it but like
1: uh, I disagree because considering the last few runs of comic book movies I think they would make a giant piece of shit out of it
0: okay me. but though that's what I mean I would almost want like someone with a good track record which I don't know who to suggest I'd be like I don't know uh. Fuck. I
1: mean, I used to think Zack Snyder was good because I enjoyed The Watchmen. I, th- I think in hindsight, I might be in the mo- minority of that. I think a lot of people hate it now, but I enjoyed the movie. And then he did like three, or he did 300 before that. And I also enjoyed that. I was like, then he did, uh, what was it Sucker Punch, which was his own intellectual property? I was like, wow, Zack Snyder's pretty good with other people's work, but his own stuff sucks. Okay. And then he did, what Man of Steel and then Batman versus Superman I was like all right maybe Zack Snyder just sucks and he got lucky with those first two <laughs> <laughs> well so that's what I mean
0: it's like a space epic I would almost just want like J.J. Abrams to do it just like yo, you had to go to shot with Star Wars give this a go
1: he would do. I think he would do good. He's one who's been consistently good. Like I have heard, even the new Star Trek is good. I haven't seen it, but I've heard that was good, and it's the third one in a trilogy, which usually are terrible.
0: That's what I mean. If you just get the characters to look like they do in the art and make it just like a compelling visual, like I don't know.
1: I I'm happy with uh, Vaughn saying he doesn't want it in any other media. Like he meant this to be comic. There's reasons he meant it as a comic, and he wants to keep it that way. And I'm I'm happy someone standing by it. But that's fair. You know, who knows, maybe the company that's distributing it will like buy him out and then pay for it to be a movie anyway. Yeah, someday when
0: he's long gone they'll just be like this is too good.
1: <laughs> well well that's what happened with Watchmen and Alan Moore. Like he didn't want V for Vendetta or Watchmen or any of his stuff to be turned into movies, but then uh DC Warner Brothers owns DC Comics and then they made it into a movie against his wishes. Jeez. So, yeah, it's really litigious with like ownership and copyright stuff.
0: Wow. But I, we should respect him for that, and you know what? It It is an amazing read, so or, like, a graphic novel in general, so I think it just encourages people to enjoy it in that medium.
1: It's definitely one of, the, like, the highest acclaimed comics and, like, most praised in recent years, like, in recent runs. Dude,
0: Lowe is also on Image. I'm like, dude, Image is killing it.
1: Oh, yeah. I wonder, though, with Saga, if it's because there's so much, like, sex and nudity in it, like there's a there's a lot of dicks and tits yeah same with low kind of
0: yeah there's like a big orgy scene i was like fuck
1: (laughs) yeah i wonder if people like really like that where it's just like ah it's just so gory and boobs and dicks and it's like is that is that really all that makes it good like that's not what makes it good there's a
0: real like sub substance to like the story like it's incredible like i don't know that's like people saying game of thrones is like compelling because there's nudity it's like so what
1: but I, I know there's very, it's a really great story and super well written and all that stuff. So, but I'm wondering, like, if you just throw in, like, nudity and gore, it's definitely going to help. Like, oh, no,
0: you're not. That's the thing. That is what sells, and it gives the shock yeah. factor. And it's going to be, like, you're going to make your friend, like, show them the page of, like, yeah, look at this three-eyed ogre with his dick that's so small, but his, <laughs> like, balls are, like, the size of, like, skyscrapers. Like, I don't know.
1: And the robots in it, if, if anyone who hasn't uh, read Saga, there's, like, robots but they're essentially just human, just, like, gray, and then their heads are just, com- like, computer monitors. Like, that's the only thing that-, that makes them roboty. And it's, like, very weird to see two robots banging.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, fully Cooly, uh, like, the TV... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Lord Conti. Uh, But it's weird. I saw, like, the one scene, this robot was, like, I don't know if he got shot or what, but he's, like, in distress. And all of a sudden, like, what's on his TV is, like porn i don't know (laughs) like it was just some girl like sucking a lot of dicks i was like what is happening yeah
1: like it's kind of like their head is like a monitor and it's a screen and what is shown is kind of like their thought process is what's going through their head so it's kind of weird that like subconscious thoughts will be displayed on their monitors and everyone will see it like that yeah but it reminds me a lot like a hell of a lot for anyone who read the webcomic rice boy which is very good you can Find it all online. I bought the hardback like, copy of it, the physical copy of it, because it's great. But there's a character called The One Electronic in that toe, and his head's like a monitor, and it plays all these things on his head, and it changes depending on what he thinks. Okay. Uh, but check out Rice Boy. It's great. It's by like a Brooklyn uh, artist. He's doing another story now. All of his stuff's good. Nice. I bought a poster off of him, and I never got it. So maybe he's kind of a dick in that regard.
0: <laughs> Hopefully it turns up.
1: Yeah, someday. I bought it like eight years ago.
0: Oh, man. But
1: the comics are good. Um, Ooh, can we get else? into
0: the disappointing news?
1: Uh, I'll get into one thing real quick, though. Okay. I've stumbled upon a little like YouTube channel called Creature Comforts, and it's actually by the people that did Wallace and Gromit. And it's I saw this years ago, like the first video of this years ago as a kid, and I completely forgot about it until recently but they just take like they interview random people in England like on the street and just ask them questions about whatever and then they animate like claymation animals talking in their stead so i i've been watching and you know in in retrospect i've just been watching a lot of interviews with just random assholes on the street of london about weird questions <laughs> but i i'm super enthralled by it because they're all claymation animals now and it's super funny hearing like Three Chinese or three panda bears outside of Buckingham Palace saying what they think about the Queen versus hearing three Asian people talking about Buckingham Palace. Like, yeah, it's a lot funnier when they're uh, claymation animals and it's super, I don't know, for me and a Wallace and Gromit fan and an animation nut, I love it.
0: Yeah. No, that whole art medium of just uh, claymation and like the stop motion is like really hard to accomplish thing. <laughs> like I actually yeah. had a my a first roommate in college ended up moving on to a different uh college because he wanted p- to pursue animation and he was big into the stop motion stuff and it just I would see how much effort would go into it. It like painstakingly just moving each character like it's some crazy shit and I always have a high level of respect for that and I, I'm always happy to see that it's still alive.
1: Oh yeah, there's the one episode of Parts and wreck where um Adam Scott, he gets fired from his job. And then starts going into, like, stop-motion animation. He's like, here, let me show you what I did. Like, it took me, like, three weeks to do this scene. And he shows, like, five seconds worth of film.
0: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and he's
1: like, that's all I've done? It's like, yeah, claymation's a nightmare, but it's beautiful. Yeah,
0: no, it really is. And that's what I mean. I, I swear, like, he would spend months on something to get, like, a minute's worth, or, like, a couple minutes worth of footage, like, and, yeah. and material. And he, I, I think he initially started out, my friend, that is, uh, started out with, like, Lego blocks. Just, like, m- doing different Lego mm-hmm. scenes, and, like, it blew up on YouTube, and that's how it, like... It just started his passion.
1: I think the youngest kid in the middle, the sitcom, like, the middle, I think he actually did, like, stuff with Lego. Lego is, like, a godsend for people who want to do stop-motion stuff because you don't have to mold every individual character like you do with Clay.
0: Yeah, and there was, like a lego game for pc early in the day that it was like kind of like lego movie or something i forget but you could do stuff like that and it like opened the door of like your imagination like i don't know i forget what the game was and i didn't own it but i remember playing it a few times at a friend's house and being like this is the best
1: yeah i remember that i think it was like lego movie maker i remember playing like a few times and i'm like this is super interesting like 20 minutes later i'm like i'm five years old i'm bored as
0: shit yeah moving on yeah attention span of a five-year-old i know what you mean yeah
1: exactly uh but yeah so for anyone who missed like Wallace and gromit stuff and like is fond of that style and just weird british humor like it's not even like humor it's just people talking but it's some of the meridians and it's really funny (laughs) great Uh, check out creature comforts on youtube i love it nice that's all I
0: got. All right. Well, then I did see only like two semi disappointing things and I love disappointing our listeners. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to keep doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so actually one you could talk about and it has something to do with the Uncharted movie. What happened there?
1: Oh, Uncharted was planning to do a movie and it has been taken off of their res- uh, release schedule.
0: Ouch. And, th- that's, and like, I'm OK with it. <laughs>
1: I'm perfectly fine with it because the Uncharted movie already exists in five different forms. It's called the fucking Indiana Jones series. Yeah,
0: there's an entire franchise and we That's don't need exact
1: that's who that's who Nathan Drake is. He's fucking Indiana Jones,
0: but less cool. I feel like what they'd end up doing is making a mix of Indiana Jones and the National Treasure, and then we'd have Uncharted the movies, and it's like, I'm good.
1: That's exactly what they'd be. But without like the craziness of Nicolas Cage or like the coolness of like uh Harrison Ford. Yeah, it would just be generic white guy, good-looking white guy who says a bunch of quips while being like, "I've I've ranted about it before, but like Nathan Drake
0: kills like entire countries worth of <laughs> <the> people." So does <laughs> like, Lara Croft. They're just made for each other.
1: They're ex- they're the same person. Just one is a British girl and one is an American douche. Yeah, and then- whose story gets retconned with every game. Oh Jesus! Because he's like Brazilian in the third one or something, or Portuguese, I forget. But like Indiana Jones, he's killed people too, but he doesn't slaughter like entire country's worth. He kills the guy who's trying to kill him, and most of them are Nazis, so you don't feel bad. Yeah. Nathan Drake is just like, who knows? Maybe this guy is just like trying to like find work for his family, and then here comes Nathan Drake swinging on a vine to blow his head off.
0: Oh my god.
1: I'm entirely fine. I know people, some people love the Uncharted franchise, and That's that's fine. I I got my problem with it. It doesn't make them bad games. They're good games. That's what I was gonna
0: say. So I'm sure you can love the franchise, but maybe those people aren't even interested in a movie. So that's
1: that's what I mean. The fourth uh, Uncharted game. The graphics are so good. It looks like a movie. You can see the cartilage in Nathan Drake's ear, like the light shining through it, of like thinner part of the ear versus like a thicker part of the ear. That's the level of detail they put in the fourth game. So it's like Last of Us. It doesn't need to be a movie. It already looks gorgeous.
0: He's got translucent ears. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's got those like uh it reacts to the sun it gets to, like when it's in the sun it's like the lenses for your glasses
0: oh my uh, god oh yeah yeah
1: but like it, transition a transition yeah but yeah there's transparency in his ears because like, <laughs> like our ears but it, ma- it makes sense though, because like in our ears if you shine it up to a light you can see through it a bit like because the th- skin is thinner there oh
0: that just freaks me out man i was thinking about it like sometimes when i lay to like my head on a pillow at night and like i could like can feel my heartbeat in my ear like is that that's so freaky dude i was like thinking if you got like your ear like mike tyson bit off like you'd probably just bleed to death
1: god yeah i well no i mean it's not like you got like four arteries going right to your ears it's just like yeah i mean it's just a few veins you wouldn't bleed out if you got your ear ripped off sorry
0: listener (laughs) anyway
1: right uh but yeah so if you're interested in an uncharted movie it's not happening just go rewatch the last crusade
0: so that's funny because this isn't, this pointing news doesn't affect me at all. I really don't care. But this one is interesting Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, we've all been waiting for, still don't know when it's coming out. But guess what it's not coming out for anymore? The Xbox One, they totally pulled the plug, uh, Square Enix that is, on releasing Kingdom Hearts 3 for Xbox. And I remember when it was announced that it was going to be like multi platform, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? This has been like your exclusive all the way and it's like such a amazing title why would you do that and i figured it's just like a cash grab they want to make as much money as possible and i guess maybe a license ran out with playstation but in general it's kind of kind of crazy that it's this late in development that they're just all of a sudden like oh yeah and by the way that's not happening anymore like i'm kind of confused by it all and wondering how that happens in the industry
1: yeah i'm super confused by that too because we know like getting the licensing to do a game on Xbox is very, for any platform is very expensive. So I don't know if it necessarily would have been a cash grab because they would have put a lot of money just to get it cleared with Microsoft. But also like when Matt's told us, like it's super difficult to make a game compatible for every system. And it's hardest for PC because you have to configure for so much different PCs, but even for between a PS4 and an Xbox one, you have to really change the entire game around just so it's compatible. So uh, I agree, it's very odd if they've been working this whole time to make it on Xbox One and then cancel it however far along they are, or they've only been doing PS4 right now and then when that was done, they would have started working on Xbox One and now that they started, they realize, like, wait, this doesn't work, we're going to have to just cancel it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they had to have been doing it in tandem all along, but then again, it's also like, how valid is this information? Like, all the inf- art- articles we get on online, I wonder if like, come launch day, it's like, it's available on Xbox One, but I, I have a feeling this is valid. But then again, Uh, I think a related article said like, oh, rumors for Kingdom Hearts 3 be on NX. And I'm like, well, if it just got pulled for uh, Xbox One, I doubt they're just going to have it magically appear for NX. So, in general, I think it's back to being exclusive for PlayStation, and I think it should have been all along. And I'm just eager to see how many Xbox people are upset at the fact that it's like, oh, I, you guys told me I was going to be able to play this, and now I can't.
1: Yeah, it's... I, they definitely wouldn't have just switched to be like, oh yeah, we're not doing Microsoft anymore. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna be on NX. Like, they're not gonna just throw that in, cause, like, you know, NX still hasn't been announced. Exactly.
0: Anymore. That's what I mean. I, I think the reason they're even pulling the plug on Xbox One and anything else, they just, I think they want to f- put focus back on sales to the PlayStation 4, because there is, like, this competition of the Xbox S or whatever it's called.
1: Uh, let's see kingdom hearts three will be reportedly be released only for the playstation 4 version and in limited territories in xbox one version the game may have been removed from the japanese product page it is highly possible that xbox one owners in japan may have dropped their dreams and hands-on a Wii rpg uh however kingdom hearts three is still being listed on xbox one game at the microsoft store and on japan's website hmm. uh, japan uh the xbox one page is still active in north america and other territories still hence there so it I, I wouldn't count it out, yeah, I would say...
0: Uh, this might just be the article I read was jumping the gun, being like, oh, it got taken yeah. down off of something, it's not gonna be... A- so, okay, sorry for getting you guys all hyped up over something well, we're not maybe, sure though. about. Yeah. That's we- half the show, though, because we were, like, talking about <laughs> fucking Mirror's Edge being like, is it a prequel, a sequel, a fucking reboot? Like, we don't fucking know what the fuck we're talking about, listeners, so you're gonna have to deal with that.
1: Well, yeah, we're not a super reliable news source, but I like how we were like... Uh, Mirror's Edge is it a, a prequel or a sequel it's like I will be happy with it either as long as it's not another shitty reboot and <laughs> like, months later it's like hey guys guess what it's a reboot it's
0: like nah. hence why I didn't buy it if it was a fucking anything a sequel prequel I would have bought that probably by now and been like wow I'm excited but I honestly that's a game that kind of just slipped under the radar launched no one really talked about it sure they talked about it but they weren't like raving like about week, it but
1: yeah they moved on pretty quick yeah
0: so that got that has me kind of leery about that i should probably wait till it's cheaper
1: yeah but yeah with this it might have just been a slip that they happen to forget to add xbox one to like a press release and that's what everyone's speculating on and that's the problem with all this like 24-hour me- uh media and like journalism and especially with the internet where it's instantaneous people will jump the gun on stories thinking they have a lead, they got a hot story and everyone's going to come to them, and then a week later find out they're wrong. Yeah. So, take it with a grain of salt, but if you have an Xbox One and you were looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3, you might be fucked. Maybe. Yep, but, definitely.
0: So I'm glad I brought it up. Uh, But, yeah. we don't know. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, we, we have entire episodes devoted to us just making fart noises. I mean, don't, <laughs> we're not like well, I was gonna say professional game journalist, but then I realized there are no professional game journalists. That's They're what I mean. All pretty shitty. We're
0: like, we're trying. <laughs> I'm kidding, we're, but uh,
1: we're not nearly as bad as Kotaku. Uh, we can say that. Uh, there is we go. Terrible. Uh, I'll happy to. Sh- oh god, shot
0: fired. I just shoot myself
1: in the foot there. I've talked shit on, like, different companies. Like, I applied to a company, and they're like, oh, yeah, one of our lead developers worked on Bulletstorm. I was like, Hoo, uh, boy, there we go." I hope they don't listen to this show.
0: I know. And as I'm, like, being like, oh, Bound was an okay game, as I asked them to get an interview. But we'll see. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, I would love to happens. talk to them. Seriously, I do have some seriously yeah. good questions. So if you guys are listening, come on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Real quick. Uh, CD project Red is the company that made Witcher, who I fucking love. Uh they've just been announced that they're worth 1 billion dollars. Holy fuck. And they're also owners of gog.com, which is like a game website where you can buy games. Um and they're legitimate, not like G2A. Uh but people are like, "Oh yeah, well it's because of their website." It's like, "Nah, if you did like if you saw the sheet and like saw all their like financial stuff, a large portion of that billion dollars is from Witcher."
0: Oh, I wouldn't doubt that for a second.
1: And I love it. It's so worth it. The game's so good. And there's like the game of the year edition now that has all the DLC. And I'm just like, no, I, I can't get the new DLC. I can't get sucked back in. Like, that's all I'll ever do. It's like Isaac again. I have to stop myself from playing it. Yeah. But I, I want to. It's so good. Fucking love Witcher. Um, They got the, like, they got a cyberpunk future game coming out too. I keep forgetting the name. But that's that's going to be really good. Or, I mean, I'm hoping. It's from a great company. So keep your eyes on when that comes out. Uh, what else? EVE Online, the massive MMORPG about like spacecrafts and ships and like it has its own economy and like there's a story about a guy who like started out in this little guild, worked his way up to the top and like they play with real money. Like the money, in- the currency in the game calculates to real money in real life. Yeah, And this guy like Fucked over one of the biggest guilds, like out of like so much money. I forget why. It was like a really shitty spite reason, but it's so funny. It's a great read if you can find um, the actual story. Uh, So, this game's huge. It's got this crazy in world economy and stuff. It's massive. And they're going free. They're turning into a free RPG. So, that'll be very interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, definitely. I don't think they need to, though. I think they're doing pretty well. As far as I know, they're doing pretty well. And, like, the people who play it are super devoted. But for anyone who's interesting in Eve Online, here's your chance you can get in for free and uh what else did I want to say oh there's uh anyone who actually watches youtubers or anything has probably already seen it but there's the controversy of YouTube enforcing more rules and stuff and unmonetizing videos for people if it's over a controversial or sub, sub- uh, sensitive subject matter
0: God so, damn so
1: some people are like panicking and be like, "Ah, oh, the world's on fire. We're being suppressed. You know, free freedom of speech, blah blah blah." First off, don't say freedom of speech that only applies if the government's trying to censor you. If a private organization's trying to do it like YouTube, they're w- fully within their rights. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> There's plenty of companies that when you sign a contract to work for them, you have to sign like a dis- like a non-disclosure where you can't talk about stuff or express yourself within the company's r- boundaries. So, they're fully within their right to do this if they choose to. Um, some people are worried about no longer being able to curse on YouTube. Like, some people are being, uh, unmonetized because of their, their cursing a lot. It's in the contract for, quote, Contro- controversial and subject, sub, yeah. God fucking damn it. I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> um, and this podcast won't be monetized because I just cursed, uh, but <laughs> controversial and sensitive subject matter. So that has always been a rule with YouTube. They've just reworded it to make it clearer. And honestly, they've always been flagging shit for like dumb reasons. So. I don't think the world's on fire and the sky is falling like some people are claiming with this. I think YouTube's going to keep doing what they've always been doing and if a video gets unmonetized, I don't think it's going to be the whole person's channel. I think it might just be like a video or two. Is it dumb as shit? Yes. Do they really explain why they unmonetized it very well? No. No. Is it going to probably keep happening? Yeah. And if you want to watch stuff on YouTube, that's how it's going to be because God knows Vimeo doesn't allow it. They try to be more like professional and artsy and like film connoisseurist yeah allow they don't allow a lot of the shit posting that is on youtube yeah which kind of what makes youtube great yeah exactly So, so i wouldn't be super worried about it but also if you're a youtuber and you or if you make money off your youtube videos like monetized videos um maybe not put all your eggs in this one basket like that should be the first lesson you do when you start doing videos on youtube that someday this could all end Hell, podcasting. Someday this could all end if iTunes shuts down, or if like all the other sites, like SoundCloud, and everywhere else people listen to podcasts gets shut down. Yeah, that could happen. We have no control over that. That's
0: just general advice. You shouldn't have your eggs in one basket. And honestly, if you're trying to make money on YouTube, it should be like side income. You shouldn't be like, "I'm going to quit my job now." <laughs> Dude, do not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. In general, if you're one of the people that's bitching about it, maybe you should stop. But um,
1: I mean. They might be within their right, but also it's t- with the company, and this has been in their contract like from day one, their terms and services. As long
0: as I can still find videos of people riding uh, tricycles with square wheels, I'm pretty sure I found a video of the real unfortunate boy. So if anyone the wants to check that out, it's pretty dope. He,
1: he he's missing the giant strawberry head and crying. What what did he also have a? Oh yeah, Mark you're right, playing some sad song. But we're getting close. Yeah, it's a, a fucking tricycle
0: have. with square wheels. I can't believe that's real. <laughs> it's so dumb. The National Museum of <laughs> Math. Anyway, let's do some plugs. That was a solid episode. Where can listeners find you, Bren?
1: ABTS Brendan on Twitter, and that's about it. That's Don't come looking for me.
0: Cool. And if you guys want to check out my Instagram, it's Doug Appreciates Music. I also Twitch stream at our tw- uh, Twitch page over at twitch.tv slash ABTSilence. We also have tw- uh, Facebook and Twitter at ABTSilence. Give us a like and follow. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes if you're not. Tell some friends. We really could appreciate the word of mouth uh, spreading of the podcast. We did get a shitload of listens this past week, so thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Bye!